Welcome back to Secrets of the Opposite Sex. As you know, last week I had the fellas on to discuss the challenges they're facing in the dating world in their 30s, approaching 40. So this week is only right that we have some equally amazing ladies on to give their point of view. My name is Jessica. I am 38 and I live in Baltimore, Maryland. My name's Mia. I am 39 and I live in Dallas, Texas. And I'm big single. Come on, big single. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Danielle Kelly. I am 37 years old and I'm currently dating. Really dating. Oh, okay. You got to add that in, right? Because I mean, you really do. You have to like definitely, and I had this conversation with him for a very long time. Like I need to know what we're, what are we actually doing? We need to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like, are we dating today? Are we going to, you know, STK? And then I'm going, you know, to Brooklyn Chop House with someone else tomorrow. So like, I need to just make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> I love one dick for you, girl. Let's be clear. <laughs> so special. Just like we do every episode, we pull questions from the relationship and dating party game, Secrets of the Opposite Sex. And so I have to ask you, just like I asked the fellas last week, starting off, what are your toxic traits? And do you tell these men up front? Or is it like a scavenger hunt? They just gotta, they gotta find it. I get, okay, so my relationship status is it's complicated. <laughs> and I think I baby people. So I, I don't know if it's toxic to them because I want to be everybody's mom. So I like want to take care of you and baby you. And the next thing you know, like you're just, and I'm, I'm exhausted. And then I get angry and then I take that shit out on you. Mm-hmm. But then also my work is really in season. It's really high stress. And I tend to take out those frustrations onto my partner so I think those two things Mm -hmm. I'm very hot and cold that's probably the best way to put it I think I'm like that too very nurturing sometimes to a fault like last dude I I dated that I actually like really cared about working with him through things that he was going through meanwhile my life was trashed had a lot going on And I think that me coming out the gate being so very like giving in that way and very focused on him and not me probably pushed him out the door. Also, just receiving good energy, like not feeling like it's genuine, feeling like I'm the only genuine person in this situation and playing it that way. But then once I do start feeling like, oh, okay, maybe it is genuine, it might be too late. You know what's funny, when y'all were talking, I was just thinking about and sad that this has to be like a toxic trait, like wanting to be nurturing and to take care of people Mm -hmm. and like do good for them. Because usually if there's reciprocity, they should want to do that for you too. So there should be balance. But one thing I noticed is like when I'm talking to my younger girlfriends that are still in their 20s, Mm -hmm. they ain't doing it. Like they're all about like, me, me, take care of me, 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 like, and they give them the their minimum and return. They are so. They got it. Listen, they got me in though. I gotta. They got me. I gotta give it to them for that. Like I swear, they that mentality that they have. I'm not even mad at it because Mm -hmm. it's working for them. And not to say it in like a shitty way, but it's like like they're getting all the benefits. Yeah, for sure. And the men, but the men complain about that. That's the crazy part. You're complaining about all these women. And how they they feel this way, but those are the women that you're choosing. So is it, what do you want? The men that are complaining, they low-key like that shit. Like, yes, they like They're the toxic. chase. They want to, I mean, just like, hey, women, 
yeah, we want to like find a man and save him, but they want to like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get her to change. And my toxic trait, and I actually have been in therapy working on myself, you know, besides other things, um, is definitely ghosting. I will just pull back when I feel like you aren't either giving me attention or if I have to repeat myself more than once to let you know what's bothering me, you heard me the first time. I'm just going to exit because if you're not listening, so what's the point? You're talking to the wall, so you might as well treat them how we treat, you know, the buildings when we walk by. (laughs) Wait, that's toxic? I didn't know that was toxic. Apparently it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've done that. So Mia, I'll (laughs) I'll, I'll dig even deeper for you, right? I actually realize that it is toxic because we go into situations like we want communication, right? We want communications from these men. So if they're not communicating back to us, it's like, oh, well, F it, because you hurt me. Instead of saying like, hey, I'm, I'm hurting. Like, this hurts my feelings. I don't like this. My how can we you. How can we fix this, you know, moving right. forward? And if you can't follow through and you don't want to fix or you don't want to communicate, then it's just like, okay, well, see you later. But tell me, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to see you later. I'm probably not going to see you later. <laughs> right. You're just going to say something at least. Like now, now I'm I'm better. Right. Because okay. usually I remember I was dating someone and he wasn't communicating with me. Like literally a week went by and we didn't speak and we were supposed to go out the following week. So he kind of ghosted oh. me. But the day that he we were supposed to go out, I didn't hear from him. So, you know, you know, the meme that they always have, like, oh, if you don't, if I don't hear from you the day we're supposed to go out, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. Right. He actually hit me the day after and said to me, oh, oh, it's not me. You know, I've been going through a lot. I'm 37. You can tell me you're going through a lot. Life is life and for everybody. I don't I don't feel like that's yeah. toxic, though, to like cut. Because if I feel like that's just reciprocating energy, I don't necessarily feel that's toxic. That's yeah, just that's like I'm, what are you showing me on? what it is, so I'm gonna just move based move on accordingly. But I also unfollow too. Like I'm, yeah. Cut you off. We're gonna get to that question, girl. We're gonna get to that question, girl. A mutual friend hooked us up, so he he went to my mutual friend and was like, "Oh, you know, I feel so bad. You know, I really did like her. She's she was like the girl I like actually want, but it's just like you're not communicating with me, and I don't know that life is life. Life is life for me too. I'm not gonna stop my life." and ask you what's going on if you can't simply just have a dialogue. I think I opened the door for everyone to come to me if there's an issue. Mm -hmm. So if you can't, then there's no need to anything, a friendship or a follow. Like, why are you following my social media? For what? A little weird to me. It's it's like, yeah, that's weird. Stalking. It's the new age of stalking. Mm -hmm. My page is open. So let me just unfollow you and remove (laughs) you as my follower. (laughs) How would you describe your current dating journey and the challenges that you're encountering? I came from a situation where I literally, I didn't work. If I wanted to, I could have. And when I did work, it was like, just keep your money. And then I'm here. And granted, I do everything for myself. Like I own my house, everything is fine. But he would be here a lot. And I'm like, bro, you got to contribute if you're going to be here. But then at the same time, I'm also the kind of person that I'd like my space so I wouldn't want him to contribute too much because when I want you to go, I want you to go. Right. Um, so that started to cause a lot of problems. But I think just in general, like I'm starting to learn that things really need to be equal, like on both ends, like financially, just mentally, like you both have to be willing to take your to listen to each other and listen to hear each other and then take accountability. Because right. a lot of times I think you get angry and you just don't hear what the other person, like you really don't 
take in what the other person's saying. So you can't fix it mm-hmm. just because they say one thing that offends you. And then it's like, you just put the wall up. That has been one thing that I'm trying to learn how to do now is take the feedback that I'm given when things aren't at their best. I also, oh, okay. I also won't date anybody moving forward. Like he doesn't have a kid, but after him, like I would never date somebody who does not have a kid. Mm. I don't know if I want to have a kid anymore or if I can. I mean, I'm just older, but if it doesn't happen, I don't need you coming to me five years from now being like, oh, you can give me a baby. Like, yeah. so to me, that's actually like a deal breaker. And I don't want to date somebody who does not want kids. Mm. You got to want kids. I don't know. You don't, I don't want you to have a kid, but if you do, I mean, I'm 39. So at this point, <laughs> how many of those are left? I always say, and I always talk to my family and friends and anytime I'm talking to someone, I always talk about listening to understand and not to respond. That is a huge thing for me. I don't like people cutting me off when I speak. You didn't even let me get my whole thought out. Like, hear me first before you decide to respond to me. And don't just respond quickly, just off of the what you heard. Actually process what I'm saying And I'm going to do the same so that we can move in a productive way whenever we're having this conversation. I think I always had a challenge of finding someone my age or at least around my age group. I think the the youngest I went was 15 years. I love that for you. Cheers again. (laughs) Right. One day. That's a push. But it was it was short lived. And then before. Before that, it was 10 years. So I was like, oh, 10 years isn't too bad. But I'm like, no, it is because my sister and I are 12 years apart. So it does not make any sense. And I've realized that, right? So I just ended up like, you know what? I finally found someone older than me and he gets it. He communicates. But even in that, I had to kind of work on myself. Like I said, my toxic trick is kind of like he got got out of something not too long ago. And, you know, there was still a little bit of a challenge in the communication department. And when I would tell him like, hey, like I don't like certain things, maybe like a month or two later, he would do it again. It's just like, "Mm, I'm repeating myself again. And I'm trying to communicate. It was so early on. It's kind of just like, I could kind of just walk away and just be like, whatever. But because I'm working on myself and because I think that he's older and even him, he's working on himself. And I think we're just working separately and together to kind of figure out what's the next steps. That's why I say exclusively dating because we're working together. How much older is he? Four years. Not that much older. Oh, that's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good range. It's just going backwards. When you're dating someone four years younger, it's like, yeah, no, what's, <laughs> what, <laughs> no. what water are you sipping? The funny mm. part is most recently I went all the way up to like 44 and I was just like, are you 44 or are you 24? Because it felt like I couldn't tell the difference, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same, same issues, same, yeah. same game. Yeah. Like, it's, like I said, they're yeah. all stupid. I used to say that too, Jess. I feel like, you know, you guys are just real stupid. You're not, you're not going to mature until you're like 50. <laughs> I don't even think they do then. I think they're well, innately like, they don't. not. Is there an age? <laughs> You can't even you can't even put an age on it at this point. Exactly. No, they're like innate. Like when I see some of the stuff that my nephews do, and then I see like what my brother or like my dad. It's just and it's like the silliest stuff. But then I'm like, you guys are just like it's just within you. Like you can't help it. So I I try to sympathize with it a little bit because some of the shit they can't really help. I need an example. I need just one example they can't help. (laughs) Because everything is a choice. So my stepdad, who is the loveliest human being in the whole wide world, he's 80. 
He's absolutely amazing. He does this thing where he puts his dish next to the sink. He does not put it inside the sink. It drives my mom absolutely crazy. My nephew, who is 12, does the same thing. But it's like little things like that. Bro, you're a very successful grown-ass man who's done amazing things with his life and you can't get it. And then right. you're 12 and you're just, you might have face planted on to something skating two hours ago. Like you, they do the same thing. So I'm so, I just got to chalk it up to them just being dumb. That was a good example. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice question. Can you share some reflections or lessons that you wish you would have known going into your 30s? Like, I wish I would have focused on myself, whether it's mentally, physically, in my career, and let whatever was going to happen come. But I think even society low-key puts this thing, like, when you're like 29, it's like, oh my God, you turned 30. And especially back then, because social media wasn't really a thing, so you couldn't see other women in their 50s and in their Mm -hmm. 60s, like doing amazing things. Like we, we come from the generation where we all thought we were going to be married at Mm -hmm. 25, 26, 27. (laughs) When it didn't happen at 29, you're like, what the fuck? This is not what we signed up for. Like, and you have society telling you like, oh, you should have a kid by now and you should do this. So I wish I would have just focused on myself and my journey and let what was for me come to me and not been so focused on forcing what was for me. Mm, I feel like men put pressure on you too. I was in New Orleans uh, last week. We went to uh, Frenchman Street to hear some music and this old guy started talking to me. And, uh, he had his ring on. He was married. We just were having a conversation and he asked me how old I was and I told him and then he said, well, you're, you're not, you haven't been married before. You don't have kids. You, And it was almost like I feel pressure every time I hear that, every single time. And he's not the only one. Every guy I, I meet, it's like, whoo, you're an anomaly. You're you're a unicorn. You're this, you're that. Why don't you have those things? Thank you. I was about What's to say that. What's wrong with you? Well, yes. I feel like the younger ones, those are the ones that are, that are like, oh, why don't you? What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Um, but the older ones, they don't really approach it like that. They're just like, well, or do you want to be married? They they pose those right. questions. Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Are you focused on your career? They kind of dig a little deeper than the other people who just look at it, you know, at surface level and say, oh, what's wrong with you? Which is annoying. I think for me, I was single going into my 30s. So, but I actually got out of a really bad relationship before that. So it was more so like I was already focused on me. Like, you know what? I'm going to just have fun coming into 30. I'm like, 30 supposed to, they say 30 is the new 20, right? And it's way better because we have money because <laughs> we was broke in our 20s. So I think I really embodied all of that. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to live my life. And I did get, I think I got more of my feelings when I turned 35. Do any of you regret not having kids up like before this point? No. Because I absolutely do not. Like I could not imagine having a kid in That's my fucking twenties, like, I oh not in my twenties, sure. no girl. Yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah, my like twenties, I would have been down bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like just like I mean, technically at thirty-five, it's a geriatric pregnancy. Like that's what they call it. Yeah, but I cannot. Told me that. Yeah, like having a kid before thirty-five. Like I was so fucking dumb. I was dumb like boys. Obviously, we're all in like the same age range. I'm just making sure I'm not the only person that's like okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I even feel like I was no. a better auntie 
But with my second nephew, because I had more experience, like more life experience, a little bit more money, more like, you know, more knowledge. Like I just felt like I was more mature by the time he came into the world. And I was so fresh and just really young when my first nephew was born. So yes, I can't imagine like those being mine. Like and being Mm -hmm. up there by you with me 24-7, can't give you back. Right. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine it. Can't. I don't know if I don't regret it. For me, it's like, well, did I miss my mark? Did I miss my chance to do so? These men are not (laughs) cooperating. Like, is me waiting on a husband to have kids the wrong thing to do? I've had all those thoughts. And I guess now, especially since I'm closer to 40, it's like, okay, kind of like what y'all were saying earlier, just letting things happen the way that they are supposed to happen and living in the now um, and not focusing on the future or the past. I think coming in, going back to the question, uh, coming into my 30s, I think that's what I would have done differently. Just focus on present. And I was really focused a lot on the bad things that can happen instead of expecting good things to happen. Oh I changed my mindset so much in the last like two years. But I'm always reaffirming myself. Uh, what I think about, I bring about. Um, just I let I let things flow to me. Like that kind of stuff keeps me on the up and up. And I wish that I was thinking about those things when I was turning 30 and living just in the present. I always like you wanted to be a mother. I feel like I'm born, I was born to have like multiple children. I wanted three. Now it's like one or two, <laughs> right? Even <laughs> I was even at a point where I was thinking about freezing my eggs, going to the doctor and everything. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let God handle what he needs to handle. Stop thinking so negatively. My oldest, I have an older sister. She's so we have a big gap, right? My oldest sister's 10 years apart. My youngest sister's 12 oh. years apart. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, I wouldn't worry too much about it because my oldest sister just had a child at 39 and she is heaven sent. And, you know, she also, I, that's the one person I've been to every day. And she told me like, don't worry about it. It'll happen on your time. So I'm telling you the same thing. Like, I think, mm-hmm. especially now, especially because we're getting closer to 40, we're financially stable, you know? Right. And I feel like we're more mature now. Right. That's I was like, I was just like Jess. I was a little tomboy back in the day. You gave me a kid. I probably would have been detention too. Like, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> yeah. so I think I'm more mature now more than ever. Right. So I think between now and 40, I think I'll be definitely ready in a better mental right. space. Thank you. One of my best friend's moms had her at 44. Another one of my best friend's moms had her at 43. And my godbrother, his sister had her first kid at 42 and her second kid at 45. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, this is what I've kind of been doing too, like just preparing myself, like eating better, you know, taking care mm-hmm. of myself. You know, breast cancer right. was really heavy in my family. Like my mom, my grandmother, my, my aunt, my father, wow. they all had cancer. So I'm very like, oh. I'm working out. I'm, you know, I mm-hmm. really cut back on drinking and mm-hmm. I like to go. Yeah, I know I like to go out though, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> dance hall queen. Me too. Right. <laughs> But I definitely, I definitely try to take way better uh, care of myself now because look, we, we in our childbearing ages, we getting ready to be mommies, ladies. So we got to be ready <laughs> with money and sense <laughs> and a good man. Give our kids a soft, life, doing a soft life where they can communicate yeah. with us. Not like we couldn't with our parents. That, that is so <laughs> big too. That is such a big point. That's you nailed it. True.
Yeah. Okay. So what advice would you give to other women in similar situations who might feel the same weight of like a biological clock or that are struggling with dating? Everything, honest, everything works out the way it's supposed to. When I talk to my kids at school and it's funny because I'll hear them. Um, so they're all college age at like student athletes and they'll be talking and I'm just listening to their problems. I'm like, y'all, ha- you guys don't have a fucking yeah, no clue. No clue. No, no problems clue. are. Oh, life is coming. And I tell them all the time. I'm like, you know what? Just have faith in the timing of your life. Like what is for mm. you is going to be for you. And I read something recently and it was just like, we're always worried about the bad. Mia, when you were, you said something and it made me think about this, but it's like, we're always worried about the bad. But if you really think about how many bad days you have out of a whole year, where you are just like, nah, I'm completely over it. It's probably a handful. And a few years worth of bad days. <laughs> Unfortunately, but fortunately I came out on the other side. And I think a part of that was me getting in my shower every night when I didn't have a job for 10 months and thanking God for it before it even got here. Thank you God for, for the salary that, that I need, that I want to make beyond what I even need to make. Thank you God for um, this car that I want. Thank you God for my health. Thank you God for my family's health. Thank you God for all these. My sister needs a kidney. I'm thanking God in advance already, like for my sister's kidney, because I know it's going to come. So just believing and having faith and uh, being just in gratitude for those things that are coming that you can't even see it. You got to see it before you see it or you'll never see it. I, I try to like live by that too. I can definitely relate to that because I'm more on the spiritual side as well. So I definitely will continuously bigging myself up. You know, I was very insecure growing up and then, but I had a quick mouth. So it was kind of just like, you know, ever knew, you know, now I kind of like walk in confidence every single day. I think I've really grown into myself is that I've let go of just kind of shielding myself and like saying like, oh, this is what I want. I want the six, five, you got to make this much money. And, And it's just kind of like, we aim for things that we want and never what we need. And I, I'm going to sound so like a big mush when I say this, but I actually told him, the guy that I'm dating now, it's like, you know, I felt like when we met and we started dating each other, your heart kind of matched mine. And that is why I'm like, you know what, let me, let me, let me hold on to you a little longer. Let me see where this kind of goes. Instead of like, so sweet. Oh, oh, like, like, thank you. Like, oh, he's still, he plays basketball. He got a nice booty. We we could find somebody else that is mentally here with us because a lot of them mm-hmm. that's on that court that we think is right. like, oh my God, it ain't it. <laughs> ain't it. And they think they it and they not it. That's a word. And period. They, like we all have our different levels of confidence, but sometimes some people need a little humbling. And I've been humbled. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the way we think about ball players and what they think of themselves. That's what all men in Dallas think of themselves. I can't. And they could work at the bus stop. In New York. <laughs> Girl, all these cities. Ain't nobody acting right. I asked the fellas at the round table, what's the proper social media protocol when you stop talking to someone? And that's on a scale of a failed talking stage all the way to a full-blown relationship. I'm private. If it didn't work out and it was amicable and you're like, you know what, this, I'm, we're just not compatible. Then I think yeah. you guys can still be cool. Like, I don't mind if you follow me. I'm not going to fucking go out of my way to unfollow you. Now, if you piss me off or it was on bad terms, absolutely not. And depending on how bad it was, I might block you. So 
Yeah, but I think if it's that just part. like one of those situations where it just it at our age, I feel like we just know, like you know what, this isn't gonna work. It was cool. We tried. Whatever. Just keep it moving. There's no bad blood. I don't. I'm private, so I don't do a whole. I don't do all of that because I don't like people in my business. <laughs> and should it fail, I don't want people out of my business. You would never know that I've ever talked to anybody based off of my page. We would have to be engaged. Like you go see my engagement announcement <laughs> because I'm not, I don't do all of that. If you met somebody and got pregnant before you got engaged, would you mm-hmm. post them? If it was good, like if you were happy, you just hadn't gotten there yet. Like what if happy. you just met them? Okay. Well, yeah, because hopefully we're talking about getting married at that point. So yeah, maybe. But I, I mean, it would have to be like, I know he's going to be in my life forever. Okay. Or we're planning on being together forever. You don't know shit, but planning on being in my life forever um I think for me I'll give you a perfect example right so this guy chased me for years I even took my time dating him like the, the whole remember the three month rule guys remember that mm. I did that I never hated it got, got together and ended in three months I let him continue to follow me right it, it wasn't bad blood it was more so like you just wasn't ready to take the notes you just weren't there which is fine that is one rule for me it doesn't have to be for everybody else. You could call me stubborn. I don't care. I'm not spending the block. Because like I said before, you probably heard me the first time. Mm-hmm. So it makes you think, what, what, how do I know you're going to hear me the second time? It, it's just, I don't want to go through it. I'm just going to date somebody else. So he, he got into a full-blown relationship. Like It was all over social media. I was like, oh, okay. I was fine, right? Still followed him. Double tap. I think they had got into it and they weren't speaking. Long story short, he jumped in my DMs and invited me to a trip, a weekend trip. I said, I, I look dummy. Like, I was like, I I moved on from you. And he's just like, oh, I didn't know we weren't we weren't friends. I was like, we're not. <laughs> Plain and simple. Like, you can still follow me, but we don't have to be friends. Girl, he unfollowed me, removed me as a follower. And then went about his life, which was fine. I was just like, but I thought it was funny because it's kind of like I told, you know how I move. Like when I'm dating you, I'm dating you. I'm not talking to these other folks. So I feel like he wasn't respecting that because you know me for years. So now it's like, oh, you want to take me on a trip, which is a little crazy because you were just in a full blown relationship about um, July 7th, you know, (laughs) because you tried it. Right. You tried it. He tried it. He was just trying to see if you were going to bite. Hello. Yeah. So he can lead you astray. Exactly. I was like, "Mm, I'm good. If the relationship was really serious, you could cut off all communication. Like if you guys have been together for years and you like if you lived it, like if your lives were very heavily intertwined, I think you do need to cut off all communication and like not follow them. No matter if you guys moved on amicably, if it was fucked up, whatever the case may be. Yeah. um, we're planning a life together, then no, I absolutely think like you have to completely cut, cut them off. I agree. Sometimes not even just for you though, for them. I have an ex that he felt like he needed the access to me. Mm. I need to be able to call her. I want to call her. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we have mutual friends. He would go to that friend and be like, well, what she got going on? What's she doing? Well, I just want to talk to her. I just want to do this. Like all kinds of, and it's like, dude, you do not need access to me. You don't need to know what's going on in my life. You don't need to be my Facebook friend. You don't need to be my Instagram really? friend. You had the chance to be a good person. And here we are. So, like, let it go. So, sometimes you just got to cut off communication 
for their asses because they don't they seem to feel like they're entitled sometimes to you and to to your energy and no absolutely not and they want to stick around because they know the type of woman you are that's why they spend the absolutely block. they know what they you missed up on but you don't now I'll still a- spend the block once I will oh, depending on who it is you know <laughs> give me it depends on the situation. what kind of are you like completely sp- like what kind of spinning the block? Because there are different levels to spinning the block. Like, is it just, are you just having a good time? No, I won't take it. it would have to be a full spin the block. Oh, no. You got your shit together. Yeah. We on the yeah, same no. page. But I'm not saying from a person that cheated, like say we were in a relationship, he cheated and it was a bad situation. Say we just weren't aligned at the time and he spins and, and then we decide to just go part ways. But then we see each other two years later, somebody spins the block. I'm okay with that. If if what? we're aligned at that moment. <laughs> Have you found that men our age range share similar concerns or experiences? Like same issues mm-hmm. that we're having in dating? Yeah. I think so. I think they Absolutely. just think they just don't know how to express it. I you know, because like I said, well, I, I didn't believe it. Fellas, and I was just shocked. I was like, how do we have the same issues and the same concerns and we fumbling in the same areas of dating? There is got, what the disconnect. Like, it's really hard to make yourself vulnerable these days because people are just yeah. on some uh, like either they want to like portray something for Instagram or they're like, oh, I need to find somebody. So they're just desperate for light. I think it's just being caught up in society and then I also think that like there's this stigma like if you have a nine to five that that's a bad fucking thing bro I love my nights I love my benefits I do too but I feel like Mm -hmm. there's this weird stigma that if you're not a business owner and if you don't make upper six figures and if you don't do that then like you're not a man or you're not that's not the norm like let's be realistic that is not the fucking norm for most people in this country Right. First of all, six figures can't get you shit in New York. I'm gonna tell you yeah. that. Thing. Okay. Yeah. It can barely get you shit in Dallas. I was gonna so. say, yeah. But just I think that there's there's just a lot that gets lost in translation. Yeah. Um, when it comes to our generation, because we're that weird like husband is the provider and we saw it. It's not like something that we just heard on a fucking podcast, like these 20 year olds, like, oh, the man is supposed to Girl, your mom was fucking in the club with me. Like, sit the fuck down. Your dad is probably nowhere to be found. I do not want to hear that. You have never seen a man provide. But we've seen it. Like, it is different for our generation. Yeah. So it's weird because there's that whole stigma. But then at the same time, unless you live in a place like D.C. or New York or some shit like that. But for most of the country, that's not the fucking norm. Like, you're not going to find that. Like, it is really hard. So I think that there's just a lot of disconnect and ego and with trauma yeah trauma you have to don't forget that trauma they have childhood trauma just like we do yeah yeah it used to crack me up because i remember um this guy told me i have daddy issues i was like well you have mommy issues your mom is gone and not in that way because that was me but it's just like you lost your mother and (laughs) like whoa you're treating like talking to me and like three other girls i was like you can keep that because i like my health hello (laughs) I had a nice, healthy, healthy build this up to this point. Like, no way. I'm just right. like, but you're treating us like, you know, we're disposable. Right. And I was like, no, nah, I can't do that. No. It's funny that you say that because I feel like I've noticed that with a lot of men. Like, there's <laughs> this desire, for this need for women's attention because they lack that growing up. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So they're mm-hmm. constantly like they're getting it in every single place that they can. And it's just like it's not even them coming from a bad place. But like you said, it's coming from trauma. Like And, and like maybe he didn't know how to deal, but I'm not a therapist. I don't want to sit here and console you about something I don't know. I think mm-hmm. that's the frustrating part when they can identify the root of the issue, but they don't want to deal with the issue. Because I, I dated a guy, this was some time ago, but that was his only thing. Like we had a great relationship, but boy, when something just clicked and just, it kicked that childhood trauma and it came in full force. And it was just yeah. like, ruined his whole day, ruined his whole, ruined my day. Cause he, he yeah. was killed our plans. And it's just like, no matter how many times I even found therapists for him, like you just don't want to help yourself. And it's to the point where we both grown, baby. Like, I can't make you want to do this for yourself. You got to want to help right. like, exactly. want to help it. Because otherwise, you're going to be sitting in therapy just like, I'm just here for the sake of being here. Yeah. Right. And it's right. Like, what did Marshawn Lynch say? Yeah. I'm just here so I don't get My fine. Boo, I, I love, love him. That. That's that energy. Like, <laughs> Hey, Marshawn. <laughs> <laughs> I got Badu energy out here, baby. Come oh, on, that's right. I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we get into the next segment, I need to know, what would you say your absolute deal breakers are or some things that stick out as red flags during the dating phase? I live in Baltimore, so I will say, if you sell drugs. That's <laughs> <laughs> necessary. There's a reason why I can't. Like, if you do too much on social media. If you're mm-hmm. always posting like money or mm-hmm. like you're doing this or doing that, you don't need to entertain anybody for the gram. Bunch of selfies. Another one, like I said, it's if you don't have kids, because I don't know how I feel about kids at this point, and I don't, I don't need you coming back to me. Yeah, okay. I mean, honestly, no, because I feel like um, no, because I feel like men will say one thing and then five years later, be like, oh, I want a kid, and then it's like, so I've just invested five years of my life what 43 at that point but like I've just invested all this time and now you decide you want a kid and that can be a deal breaker and that's serious like you there's no coming back from that like it's it's there's no gray in that so I don't need you coming to me like oh well I told no you told me you didn't want a kid but then they can say that and then what do I say there's no argument I can't do this for you so obviously where are we like what is the option the only option is it okay I just have to start fucking over because you woke up one morning like, hey, I want a baby. That but you said awesome. you don't know if you want to have a kid or not, right? Yeah, no. And exactly. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm not going to make an effort to have a baby at this okay. point. I'm not looking for somebody to have a baby. I'm not stressing myself about it. If it doesn't, I'm not like, I feel like I have friends that have had kids because I felt like that was what they were supposed to do. And they're fucking miserable. I get that. No, that's a real, that's a real ass. I understand now more because I'm kind of on the fence with that too. Like as yeah. much as I would love to be a mother. And that's not to say I don't think I'd be a great mom too. But that has to be communicated too. Mm-hmm. You know, like marriage is a business deal. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care how you piece it. You know, it's, it's a little harder to leave. Um, and I hate when they say it's cheaper to keep, but it's cheaper to keep him too. Because maybe I want to get him, get him the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but Hello? There's a kid involved. But that's why I'm like, I'm pro like prenup. Like you... Yeah. protect yourself at all costs i'll even put mm-hmm. that in like listen if i don't, don't want a kid make sure you sign out that dotted line you don't want it <laughs> <laughs> include it fuck it they include everything else i think i said this earlier just basically piggybacking off of that guys who aren't accountable for their 
That's a good that one. Point of, do a lot of finger pointing. She was this, I was that. Mm-hmm. Women ain't shit. Oof. All of that. Like, I don't like that kind of energy. You are negative, and I ain't got it for you. Beat it. Um, I don't like that. And I don't like men who are like loud and boisterous. I like yeah. a low key man. Yeah. I'm kind. Of, I'm usually on about eight, mm-hmm. so I need to be a solid three. When I am chill, I'm chill, like super chill. Right. And so I, I like a man who, I also like a man who just doesn't like to be on the scene mm-hmm. and just wants to just, he's not all over taking pictures of himself and got his business everywhere. Just relax. He goes to work. He comes home to me. <laughs> I like him kind of man. I'm going to be back off of you. So I, yeah. I'm definitely on 10. Like I love to dance. I love to go out. I love to be oh, yeah. in the scene. They, you know, because I'm such a vibrant person, I love meeting new people, I love being outside. I was dimming my light when I was with them. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously we're younger, uh, but my friends seen it. They seen, you know, they seen what I didn't see. You know, I was like, I thought this was what I was supposed to do. And I, I just wasn't me. And then I started feeling like, damn, I, I'm really not me. Like, I want to be on a dance floor, you know, Harlem shaking mm-hmm. and shit with my friends. But I know mm-hmm. he doesn't like that. I don't want to embarrass him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So now it's just like, listen, this is how I am 24-7. So I, mm-hmm. I need that balance. Like, you know, he has to be able to accept you in all different spaces and like walk with you in confidence. Like if I'm coming home to you, this this shouldn't be no conversation. Like, but why you're upset mm-hmm. because I'm out on the dance floor, right. you know? So that's, that was, that, that's definitely a big red flag. So I understood that one completely. Right. <laughs> and another one, I hate when someone's on their phone and we're on a date. I can't stand it. It's I can't like, stand it. I will cut it off. Like, that's probably another toxic trait. I detach very easily. Okay, I'm out kind of thing. But if mm-hmm. they're on your phone, it's like, are we having dinner? Or should we, you want to call the person that you're talking to? Maybe they could join us and then I'll have your attention. Right. <laughs> I hate right. that. You said that might be a toxic trait that you detach so soon. I wish I detached. I wish. Yeah. Yes, I me too. I feel like if you give me let my guard, I mean, yeah. I took a lot of L's, you know? I just, I could have prevented that. Silently. But you know, you're not taking, that's another thing you got to change your mindset. You're not taking L's. You're saving yourself. These are lessons. These are yeah. lessons. Yeah. Like, each situation, How many lessons we going to get? I'm, gonna say, I'm a fucking scholar. Like, the fuck? Okay. We got PhD, three of them. I I could write an Encyclopedia Britannica. Like oh, three of these. I mean, honestly, I'm trying right. to the lessons, now, damn it. And I done told God, look, bruh. And that's how I talk to God. I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, listen, dog. I'm tired. What, okay, wait. What are we doing? So, I need you to pull up on me. One time. I was at a funeral and the preacher said something that was really just like it hit yeah. home. And he was saying after he says amen, and he was like, on top of that, he would say through faith, consider it done. I don't, it just, it really spoke to me. Yeah, it's true. It's like, um, you know, when, you, when you're wishing for that job or, you know, we're waiting for that man to come. It's like, it's already done. So you're just, you just have to keep that faith and keep, you know, throwing them, them prayers up because them blessings are going to come down regardless. You just have to make sure your mindset is always there to make sure it, to be ready to receive them. That is a prayer of mine. Mm-hmm. I pray that I am ready to receive him when he does arrive. Right? Because it's coming. You, ready, you, you yourself have to work on being ready to receive it. Right. 
that's the issue because I'm I'm ready for all all the other things. I can call those in easily. Can't call no man and save my damn life. Yeah, but you also better be open to receive all of them, all your blessings that's coming to you because shielding yourself to the the person or you know your list right of the things that you want instead of opening to what your heart needs my list has three things on it it's like use a knife and fork properly and know how, two know how to the difference between there there and there like that's literally what my <laughs> list is like i just need you my to know how to use a knife black. and fork that's it <laughs> and <laughs> no don't say don't say that's it don't say that's it <laughs> Well, that's not it. But be black. That's the top of the list. That's all I ask, God. Let's be honest. I'm not asking for much, but I don't get it. And move now that I know your red flags and your deal breakers. <laughs> let's play the red flag game. So I'm going to oh, read you five scenarios, and you just tell me if this would be a red flag for you, or if you like it, you with it. Okay. So first scenario. Would it be a red flag if your date consistently avoids introducing you to their friends or family? My parents, like, we don't want to meet anybody until you're engaged. Like, that's what they told me. I'm my mother's only child. I have no family in America besides my mom. Like, all of my family is in Europe or the Caribbean. So I don't have, like, that close sense of family that most people do. So when I do introduce you to my family, it's like, it's real. I've only introduced two people to my family. And I was with one person for almost 10 years and the other person for five. So for me, if you don't do that, then I'm okay with it. I need to know that it's really, really serious. So that's not a red flag to me. I really don't give a fuck because I'm probably not going to introduce you to my friends and family. I would say if we've been dealing for like nine months to a year, I would expect to meet his family. (laughs) But I'm, I'm very particular about my family too. I have a big family and my family's super close. You bring somebody around, child, they are part of the family too, and then they don't go away. So um, I just, even if you've broken up, piggybacking off what y'all said, it would have to be super duper serious for me to feel comfortable enough to bring them around mine. But, you know, if they wanted to introduce me to theirs at three, four, six, three months is a push. Six months, maybe. Okay. Not, not 10 months. okay let's you know let's see what your family got going on yeah i feel like a year is good i feel like yeah. you've yeah. seen people in their in their kind of seasons and like you've seen them in different situations mm-hmm. so you know year, whether or not sure. if you guys aren't together like you're still gonna be friendly like mm-hmm. i have an idea but you don't know somebody in th- three six three months yeah yeah i didn't introduce anybody Besides, like, my little high school boyfriend, because I did the same little boy from first day of high school to the last day of high school. <laughs> so you would. But from then, they didn't mean about early, too. And I feel like I made the mistake of introducing him too early. Who did they meet? Child, you don't even know this nigga, because he lasted five minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> but we ain't doing that anymore until, like, we for show, for show. Like, for we, show, for we show. were in a relationship. We were in a relationship, but it was very fast-paced okay. relationship. But... Right. I don't think I would do that until like we in it, in it. That's valid. Yeah. Be hearing what he at, child. Yeah. Right, girl. Listen, we gotta be together, and we gotta yeah. be together together. If your date frequently cancels plans at the last minute without a valid reason, would that be a red flag? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck out of here. I'm a. I'm Bye. a full of Danny. Gotta go. I'm, going, I'm yeah. Ghosting. That's one of them ghost moves. I'm out of yeah. here. No. Nope. I might unfollow you. <laughs> <laughs> 
clearly you don't care so i just i don't either like you said you don't care and you're very inconsiderate of my time like absolutely like i don't want to be friends with somebody like that like if my girlfriend did that to me i wouldn't consider that a friend and i think as i've gotten older i start to put men on the same kind of like i start to compare their behavior to those of my friends like Mm-hmm. How would I feel if my girlfriend did this to me? I'm not rocking with that. So why the fuck should mm-hmm. I let you do that? When when right. my girlfriend is going to sit there and wipe my tears. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Okay. Right. Is it a red flag if your date frequently talks negatively about their exes or past absolutely. relationships? Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Why are we talking about your ex? I was going to, that was going to, that was exactly what I was going to say. Why are you even talking about her? Just Unless I ask, and that's like first date question. Right. I don't need to right. know three four five months from now she got to be dead like the relationship mm-hmm. right Act like we need to have a funeral for because she's who? gone who are we talking about again like the, i don't the, i don't just i don't disturb the dead so I don't know what that means no i'm, just, I'm <laughs> sorry i'm just saying have a funeral for her name so she can <laughs> we'll just be out of there have a funeral she was for never born put that thing in a box <laughs> she was never born put that thing in a box and bury it i don't know what it is Okay, so if your date constantly interrupts or talks over you during conversations, would that be a red flag? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, look, no explanation needed. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Would it be a red flag if your person doesn't share your love language? So, for example, if you're a physical touch person, but they don't like to be touched or like to show affection, would that be a deal breaker for you? Like if we have had the conversation and I express it like whatever my love language is and they don't make an effort to at least try to love me in that language, then yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I don't say anything, then no, because they don't know that. Mm -hmm. Right. Bingo. Communication is key. Yeah. And so is detachment. (laughs) Ah, hello. (laughs) um, Because they heard you the first time. They heard you the first time. But no, you have to learn that person's love language and you have to compromise. Right. They're not going to sit there and actually put the time in to like you know learn you then it's like okay right. because nope. you heard the first time maybe the second i might if i really like it you get a second third trap and then right. after that it's just like all right well, okay you want you're not listening you right know what? last segment y'all this is the part in the show where we turn the tables so i've been asking y'all questions all night long so y'all get okay. to ask me a question that i must answer Let's talk about it. Or something that maybe came up during the conversation that y'all want to circle back to. Okay. I, I feel like you know all of us well enough. And based on what you know about us, what do you feel our red flags are? Like, where do you feel like we are failing when it comes to relationships? For you, I would say it's stuff that I feel like we already know about ourselves. Because when we were talking about our toxic traits, it Seems like we're very, you know, aware, self-aware. Just I feel like you're very um, nurturing to a point where you'll just get too stuck in that role. And it's like you become a second mama. And that's a grown-ass man, baby. I agree. You got to function like a man. So I think that's it. But I feel like you've you've come a ways. Like you're not in that same realm. Let's see, Danny. I mean, I feel like you, I don't know. I mean, because we're both Aries. Right. You could take, you could actually take last year, last year, Danny. Right. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm a different bitch. Oh, well, I know that's right. But you, but you, but I remember we was doing a lot of venting last year. So you can, you could take last year, Danny. Same thing. I just feel like you're making an effort to be more present. 
you're fully aware of what wasn't working and you're applying that so that it does and you're giving niggas a chance so that's that's a thing that's it, a was, thing. it was it was difficult but yeah <laughs> steps because i think i was telling tasha i was cutting niggas off left and right like mm, yeah that's right i forgot who you who i told you about like who hey i'm gonna say some of so <laughs> i be forgetting i think I've done that too. Sometimes that's the hard part. That's like sticking in it. Cause it's funny. Cause one of the guys can use the analogy of like being on a roller coaster. Like you tick, 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 you get spot, you get your first situation and you hit that drop and you out. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't want to see what comes next. It might level out. It might be like a, you yeah, know, right. but you don't know. Cause you, you out, you know, yeah, right. so right. I feel like. That's real. That's real progress. We like that. Girl. <laughs> Mia. Not Ocha. <laughs> I feel like it's hard because I feel like you're very open. You're very receptive. I just wonder if you're making yourself as available for somebody mm -hmm. to find you. She's on Hinge. Hinge is a setup. Hinge is, especially That's in major cities. I see black men on Hinge in Atlanta, New York, or Dallas, places where you could go out to a place and meet somebody in real life. I kind of feel like that's an easy playground for you and you just gonna stack it. up because they're there because they want somebody so now you kind of feel like that's easy pickings as opposed to you see somebody at a bar you don't know if they're single you don't know their situation you got to go engage them to find out but on hinge you could be like yep 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 and have no 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 but i'm saying like i, I feel like they nope. use it it's like a like they pray they prey on women on these apps. right because right. I, I was just telling my homegirl, she was up here visiting from Atlanta. And I was like, girl, if a is on hands in Atlanta, Atlanta got all the places to go. Something is wrong. <laughs> Unless you tell me you work six days a week and you just don't do that. Right. But I feel like they're going to be on Match.com if that's the case. Like they're actually going to spend the $36 a month for that. Right. Every time I get on it, I see the same people. The same people. Girl, I'm so that tired. Me, this shit ain't working because you still here. First of all, right. There you go. That part. And and I know men who are in relationships that still got their profile just in case. Girl, oh just in case. Right. The fact that you said that, because you know how you can link your Instagram to it. So you there's can? yes. There's this one guy that I know through somebody that I was, you know, I don't want to say dating, you know, went on a date with or two. And I met him while we were out. So but I always I always see him on hinge. And I don't know if he forgot that his Instagram was linked to his profile because he updated his profile with the picture that he clearly took on his honeymoon. Stupid. But forgot that it was linked to his Instagram <laughs> when he got his wedding picture. <laughs> dumb. Dumb. Just dumb. I told you they're fucking stupid. The crazy part is, I'm just this guy is probably still getting matches. Like, that probably deterred nothing. Nothing. It's, 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 Nothing. It's wild out here. It's wild out here. That's what I got for you. I give up. So for Tasha, since moving to a new city, what do you think is the most difficult part of dating in New York? All of it. All of it. Like, <laughs> Narrow it down. Narrow it down. Listen, when I left D.C., I thought D.C. was a shit show. I thought DC was a tragedy 
And now I gotta apologize to these men because I didn't know it could get this low. Like at least in DC, if I went out, somebody's gonna approach me and buy me a drink. I've been here three solid years and I can tell you two times when a man has approached me to buy me a drink. And then one, I bought me a drink and left. He didn't even want to talk. And I was like, damn, I want to let you go. Like, I'm like excited that I might just be meeting somebody in person for once, right? And here go. So uh, I feel like, and I didn't expect that it would be so difficult to meet men here. It's very hard. And even when you do, you see somebody you're interested in, they just look at you all night. They just look at you. You give them the eye, you give them the like, it's okay now. <laughs> all night. They just gonna stare at you. Just gonna stare at you. That's it. It's interesting, right? Because as a native New Yorker, I look at everyone that's transplants that come here and they always find love like this. What? So that's, that's how I feel about Dallas. Somebody gotta tell me the secret because I ain't found it. Oh my God. But but you know what? I think also if you change up your environment, because listen. If I didn't change my environment, I definitely wouldn't have met this guy. Mm. Like, and Did you meet I- him? At a wedding. Oh, at a wedding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Whole Foods or something. The fuck you to get invited to a wedding? Terrified of marriage. Oh. Yeah. Like I come from a family, like my mom has been married four times. My mom literally got married at 17 to get off of like St. Thomas. Like she did not want to be there. She has nine sisters. Four of her sisters married four brothers from a family of 12. um they got married at 16 they're 70 years old like you do not get divorced in my family once besides my mother like in my family you do not get divorced you stay with them through all kinds of shit and they're very traditional caribbean people so my thing is i've just seen like the shit that my aunts have gone through being married and i'm just like why like i respect my mom for getting divorced but at the same time i know my mom has not like my mom comes from nothing like literally nothing they my mother grew up in a shack and she was one of those women that was just really beautiful. And she rode that shit. Like, she has never worked. She's always been kept. I've seen both sides of it. Like, I've seen my aunts who love their husbands and have been in there forever. And then I see my mom who has never paid a fucking bill in her life and has just rode the fact that she was pretty. So, to me, marriage is just like, I'm terrified of marriage. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of childhood trauma. As long as you're working on it. Yeah, we are yeah that's it that's all that matters we all got something mm-hmm. yeah all of us all of us Facts. like i don't feel like marriage is the goal right it doesn't have to be if you're comfortable you and your partner are comfortable in that space that's fine my grandparents right. didn't, my grandparents didn't get married until i was in junior high school so please mm. when i tell you yeah don't don't like that that's why the society oh you gotta be married you gotta be engaged like my mother's very old school but i'm like ma you you had a child out of woodlock like let's let's all calm down (laughs) you know what i mean like it's not that serious me my mother went to a wedding because i was the firstborn you know first to go to college all that so she's like oh we're gonna have this this and that i'm trying to elope okay i'm gonna go to a courthouse and probably text like yo y'all wanna pull Mm -hmm. up that's me yeah, I'll have a, a cookout or something. That's perfect. That's so funny. If all of us did it and we waited this long to do it, nobody's like, yeah, I want to have a big blowout wedding. That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Because mm-hmm. I want to be real low. <laughs> yeah, I don't want mm-hmm. any of that shit. No, but I was like that in my 20s. I wanted to be low. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't want the attention. 
Yeah. As much as I, you know, I don't, I, I love to get dressed up and stuff like that, but <laughs> I feel like it's, it's very intimate. Like, like, I feel like when I marry the person that I marry, I don't want anybody, like if it could just be me and him and somebody else, and then we go have a fucking cookout, that'd be great. But when I actually vow to God, like, this is my person, I don't need anybody there. Like that is right. not for everybody. Right. Uh-huh. It's not a show. And yeah. I think a lot of these kids lost the concept of marriage. They think it's an Instagram show. It's not. You know, I think that's Instagram why. Bet. Right. That's why I think I'm like, you know, I'll text the group chat. Yo, you want to pull up tomorrow? I'm going to get married. Right. Real quick. <laughs> I might get married. Right. Real quick. <laughs> Was there any significant difference that you felt that you noticed between like the us and the boys? Everything that they felt like the women that they were dating weren't taking accountability for or the things that they were experiencing. <sighs> now we've been talking and I was just like, OK, I can kind of see it. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know how they a little toxic certain things on the flip side ladies thank you so much for hanging out with me this evening if you want to share with the people how they can find you on the internet so they can maybe slide in the dms you know <laughs> your chance <laughs> why don't we start with you mia miss b wavy um you can find me uh at b-e-e underscore wavy w-a-v-y i also curate playlists you can find those at Sincerely Saturday. So either one of those. Find me on Instagram at I underscore check underscore other underscore underscore. Um, Twitter, it's I underscore check underscore other. <laughs> um, for me, um, you can find me on Instagram, slim underscore sass. I'm very sassy in any and everything I do. Um, hey. don't, jump, don't jump in my DMs because I'm not interested. <laughs> is exclusively dating people period i'm figuring it out that's it oh, that's right and that does it for this episode so please be sure to download secrets of the opposite sex the app subscribe to the podcast like and comment on the episode on youtube we'll see you next time bye